You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Sports Day for Kias, EV6 and Sportage. Cars of the Year. And Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. And a very good evening, Malcolm Blight and David Wildey. If you're moving house, use the team that's easy and affordable. Budget car and truck rental, 132727. Get on the road faster, 132727. This is Sports ASA and a big week of sport. No footy, no AFL football, but certainly some sandfall. And also the Wallabies came to town and they smashed the spring boxes. They're welcome. Malcolm Jack Blight, bloody great to have you back. David Lachlan-Wilde, it's good to be back. Uh, listen, last week, uh, I thought your you, you partner with uh, Richard Douglas was terrific. Yeah, He's he was the good, wasn't he? first bloke ever to sit in your chair. I've done it with a few other guys. No one's willing to sit in Malcolm Blight's chair, but Dougie did. They'd normally go over the side of the panel here. <laughs> there's, there's not a reason for this. I don't do anything wrong here, do I? It's just a thing. I think they're a little bit in awe, but, you know, anyone with a statue, you start to, to think that way. Um no. Heard the boys tonight. Uh, well done, two to Glenelg. I thought yep. they beat Stuart. Really? That was a bit of a, a, yep. a struggle. And the Crows got out and smashed the red legs. Thought Nord at times weren't yep. even competitive. And well done to Adelaide. But there was a bit of conjecture tonight, and the question was asked whether the Crows and Port should actually be in the competition. And if the Crows happen to win, mind you, they're certainly not over the line at the moment, would there be an asterisk alongside it? Um, I certainly don't think so at all. I think if the Crows are good enough to win, can only have 15 of the AFL-listed players. When you look at them, too, they're just a, a bunch of kids with a, yeah. a couple of old heads like Wright who kicked five of goals, course, did yeah. really well. But um, you got thoughts on this? Yeah, I have indeed. If you don't like it, don't play in the competition. So let's just say if you were the Norwood Football Club, taking them as an example because they've lost the game, um, if you don't like those rules that have been set up by the Sandfall some eight years ago when Port and Adelaide joined and I still got to go for another seven or eight years or whatever it is, if you don't like them, go and play in the Adelaide Footy League because I reckon the Goody Saints, the Goodwood Saints, sitting second on the Adelaide Football League ladder now to Port Districts, they would love to come into the Sandville and take Norwood's spot if the Norwood Football Club doesn't want it. I can't imagine James Fantasia running that club not wanting to be in the Sandville and anyone thinks anything other than that, they're the rules, don't play if you don't want yeah, it. Yeah, no, no one's saying, uh, Norwood Nord aren't saying it. I think the conversation was... No, I would just Tim use them as a club because they've lost. Between uh, Tim and Rowie was whether they have outstayed their welcome. I mean, they're in there for a certain amount of time. Crows are one of the few teams that haven't won a premiership in I, the actually, last eight actually, years. I thought you were going to talk. This, I did this today. This is where they've finished. Eighth, seventh, fourth, eighth, tenth, third, eighth. What's all this rubbish about? And Port haven't won a grand, grand final. final either. No, so I mean, come on, get off the grass. If you're thinking that way, I think you're very, very small-minded. The Sandful is a great development competition now. It's not what it was, it's what it is now. Yeah. And it's a great development competition. It's not what when we played. No, it's no, different, it's isn't not. it? But we know different. it's different. It's it mid-season drafts no. now where you lose up. Exactly. So I, I just don't know why you want to get on that bandwagon. I just don't see any sense in it. And quite frankly, I don't reckon any other player playing at the club now would care 
all they want to do is play for their club and win the game of footy. Yeah. Would you think anything else, yeah. David? Well, my, my side's got an undeniable chance to go top Absolutely. North Adelaide. But if they get beaten by Adelaide, I'm not going to cry foul. No. I mean, they they beat them during the year. Yeah. Uh, Crows haven't beaten Nord for a long while. So, I mean, just be – and look, so, did I they say play that? well. 2019 yeah. since one. So what's all the whinging about? Get off it. I, I don't know they, why we're talking about it, to be honest. Well, well, it is a conversational point, <laughs> and um, and and it comes up every year. Does it? it? Well, well, why Port, does it? When Port get who, who in, brings should it up? They, who talks about? I it? suppose something to talk about it must be. We have got the buy this week, so we've got to oh, bring up probably, something. But probably right with it. I'm I'm quite happy for him. If the crows are good enough, bloody to win it, those boys that run out on that ground oh. deserve the premiership, and they're certainly not over the line yet. They played well, as I said. I thought Norwood are pretty. Norwood played two or three guys that had. You know, probably what played about, one week in the last three months. What, there were four guys coming back in that team. They haven't played well, average of eight, go. ten weeks. Good players, but. Yeah, yeah but. You don't, you don't, well, if they're not fit, I'd surely he wouldn't have picked them if they weren't fit. Hey, talking about fit, players used. You you know what? Doing some stuff today. Players used during the year? Yeah, for yeah. the AFL. Let's go back to the AFL now. We've done this handful for a while. There's 674 players played a game this year in the AFL. Got that? The average number played at each club is about 37 and a bit. So yep. 37 yep. of the 42, 3, 4 yep. play. You know there are four teams that are outstanding with the least number played. In other words, not as much for injury, bit like no COVID, all that sort it's of stuff. Geelong, Sydney? Uh, no, no. Yeah, okay. Melbourne? Yep. It's uh, Brisbane are first. Only played 32 players. Got that? Brisbane. In second position is Melbourne. Yep. Only played 34 players. So teams right up the tippy top. Got that. Also there is uh, Geelong, uh, Melbourne, sorry, 34 players. So the top three looking okay. You know what the other team is that's only played 35 players, so well off off the average? And Adelaide. No. Oh, I guess Adelaide wouldn't play. Port Adelaide. Is it? Port Adelaide. To my shock horror, and I can tell you now, the most who've played – has been the Western Bulldogs with 41. Wow. Seven more. There ain't seven good ones on each list. Where West Coast? They no, must be up there. No, no, they're not. West Coast have only played 37, average of the comp. So there's all this talk about injuries and COVID, and it, you can't lie with the numbers. Western Bulldogs, 41. Richmond, 40. Mm, they're both in the eight. They're both in the eight. So to my shock and horror, Port Adelaide, Port Adelaide are right up there with the tippy tops with injuries. Mm-hmm. How's that? Is that a surprise to you? Well, it is. It is. Um, yeah. Oh. Adelaide, by the way, thirty-seven, right on average. Yeah. So that I mean that. And Adelaide, Adelaide haven't um, had a lot of injuries, but they they blooded a few young. Yeah, hey, of just on that, yeah. Lottie, did you like Zach Taylor and Luke Pedler? Oh, come now, come as a, as an old coach, as an oh. old footy coach on the couch. You know, you know, I, I, I watched the sample, you know, intermittently because we've got other commitments and all that sort of stuff. But when Pedler danced his way out with speed and pressure and just power. He looked a player. And great left foot kick. And that Zach Taylor, what a smart little player he is. So you actually, I, I was actually watching those two and I think, ah. There's something there. There's something there. So, but you know what, David? We all don't play at 18. We all don't play at 19. Some play at 20, 21, 22. But they, are, they look to me, if you were going to say, which are two really good kids on the Adelaide list that played on the weekend, you'd say 
Gee whiz, Pedler and Taylor, there's something there. I, I like the strength and the burst. The pay. You like that first two or three oh, steps. Pedler yeah. had that. Yeah. Uh, and his left footer. Yep. Zach Taylor had a little sidestep yeah, a yeah. couple of times. Fantastic. I think did some good things too. Ab- absolutely fantastic. What, uh, what, what I was going to say then is, oh, just, I'm going to change tack now. You know I tried to play golf today. Yeah, I heard four and a half holes four and, and a half in Blight holes. concedes. Too wet. Well, well there, we're, wet. We're, we're in a fourth. I know I'm changing tack here, but talking about injuries, injury of the heart, yes. <laughs> injury of cold. Oh. Um, yeah, uh, Lindsay and I, uh, we, we we voted out. But the other two kept on playing. They got a bit wet, but they finished. So that was good of them today to get over that. And the other thing I, I, I found really interesting is um, – the cans and the issue. I read that today, and I've been noticing it. The cans. You four against having cans at a ground. Do I'm we need a, them? I, yeah, I'm not a great drinker. The no, football. me neither. No, I never no, drink. Of the no, food. no, neither do I. Uh, I. Maybe I will once, um, but no, not really. I, but I would have thought aluminium cans. I, I told you the story when I was playing for North Melbourne. We played at Victoria Park, playing Collingwood. We were three points up. The siren went. I was about fifty out from goal, right in front of the member stand, right at the race. And the siren went, and I went back to go for a kick, and all of a sudden, all these bloody cans and bottles came over at me, and I just threw it on my boot. I didn't even look. I missed it by 100 metres. Oh, that was in the big kick. No, no, no. the big one. No, no. We were already three in front. Mate, it came. They just hurled them at me. (laughs) And one of the things someone said to me, I was running up the race, but there was no full ones there, were they? So that was was quite funny. (laughs) But there could be. There could be. There could be. Or even half full. Yeah, but hang on. What's the difference? What's the difference now to having a can of Coke at the footy and throwing that? They have they're plastic bottles, aren't they? Don't they? I don't know. But my no, a full plastic bottle would still hurt if it's yeah, full. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're plastic. Yeah, no, you're right. Anything full, yeah, but a anything, bottle of water. A bottle of water. Yeah, so, I, I think so, I think the argument is you're more likely to have had a few if you if you're drinking water, you're not going to throw it. If you've had a few beers, you might throw it. But why would you throw and waste a good beer? Yeah, good point. <laughs> hey, just just going back to the when you're talking about playing that long ago and cans come. Did you ever play? A game in the VFL back then when the horses used to come out in the ground. Oh, yeah. Every time. They come out with a. Oh, yeah. And sometimes it was a kick off a siren and the horses this is the around. clearing it around. Yeah. And this is true, too. Once at Arden Street when I was playing there, actually, I, I got the ball, went on, had a bit of a scuffle on the boundary line with something. <laughs> Some dear old lady with the umbrella was giving me a clip behind the ear. I'm on my shoulder, actually. She's going whack with the umbrella on my shoulder. True story. No, no I believe that. Uh, <laughs> um, very quickly, too, the finals coming up. Have you got, is there a. Outstanding team to you coming in this eight. Look, I think the final series is going to be wonderful. I can't wait, and particularly see how Collingwood go and, and Geelong and uh, Melbourne have got back there. Mojo, Brisbane, I tell you what, they got a bit of pressure. They take on Richmond. Marcus Adams out for the year. Yeah, no, and I read today they're talking about, you don't know him, I don't know him either. They're talking about playing a first gamer. Are they? Yeah, it's all a lad Is on they? their list. Pick anyone, 16. Anyone stand out for you early days? Oh, I think Geelong. I think I think we'll look back and say, "Gee, this was the team. This is the oldest team ever to win a premiership." Incredibly, look, and that makes him a great coach. If he gets one ten years ago, wins another one with an old team. Ken Hinckley said they were by far the best team they played. Yeah, I think so. By what far, you yeah. What you and, and yet Port were in front of Geelong at three quarter time in the last game they played. Yeah, actually, talking about Port, we've got John on the line. He wants to talk about uh, the Sandville and Port Adelaide. Hi, John. Good evening. Hello, Malcolm, David, Paddy, fellas. Johnny. Hey, uh... Stephen Rhodes just had a go, another go at Port Adelaide, lose by 119 points just before Susan Trot. That's right. Port Adelaide number one and a half for Wooden Spooner, won three SRFL premierships, 36 SRFL premierships, and one AFL premiership. The last Wooden Spoon they won was 1900, 122 years ago. So, Stephen Rhodes, you're the first side of this state to win a Wooden Spoon. 
So Lindy, Lucas, Brad of Wonder Hill, Keith of Highbury, all those peons that ring up, all the rest of banging Port Adelaide, got that. Okay. But um, just on their side of Phil, um, I've heard an argument between the Chapel Brothers, Ian Michael and Gregory Stephen, that the Sheffield Shield is a feeder competition now. Gregory mm. Stephen is a big believer in the youth of cricket in Australia and all the rest of it. Mm. Whereas Ian Chapel believes it's uh, it's to be won and all the rest of it. So is the SNFL becoming like the Sheffield Shield where it's a development to promote young players to play, hopefully play test cricket at the highest level and and similar to the SNFL, as much as we love the glory days, I can just remember Lindsay Heaven. You talk about him, Malcolm. I can remember Lindsay Heaven playing the Woodville yep. and all the rest. I'm 54 next week, so... These blokes are, are heroes of mine, the old XRFL players and the old BFL players. Yep, sure, John. I think you've summed it up beautifully. It is. I, you know, I've had a lot of discussions with uh, some people that you know, I still love the Sandville. But, but it's, it's not a, the same, is it? No, we no, it's not. That. No, of course we not. We all know that. No, and we, Shield cricket's not what it was, well, it was 50 years ago. No, no. You know why? Because you've got these all these other – you've got T20s everywhere T20s, one-day competitions. You've yep. got all these other competitions yep. around the world. And I think the Chapel boys are right. I mean, it, it is. It is a develop. It, it, once again, it's a development competition, um, and and that's once you accept it, you move on with it. Yeah. And the kids. And you know the other thing, with the Sandful, it is terrific to see twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight year old guys still keeping fit, trying to help young kids underneath them, just to give balance in a team. Yeah. I, I, and uh, it's a, it's a great thing. It's not a bad thing. We spoke with Darren Chandler. And they're going to raise the salary cap fifty thousand next year. Hopefully next year's blood can go up again because they do deserve the average. Uh, Dougie was saying the average player four hundred dollars. Yeah. The average women are getting three grand a game now. Um, only playing the ten, and I think. I think the sample has to come up a bit, you know. Yeah. They put in, don't they? Yeah, they do. But there's a lot of lot of teams out there. Say in the Adelaide Footy League, there's you know 53 clubs or something, 53. But they don't get paid. Yeah, some of the country do. Yeah. Some of the country. Hello, Barry. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good, thanks, Barry. Okay. Who am I talking to, David? David and Malcolm. Yep. Yeah. Right. Cans at Adelaide Oval. Um, previously, you were allowed to take in plastic bottles of soft drink. Yep. Are we now allowed to take in cans of soft drink? Good question. Really good question, Barry. I, it to me, I'd, I'd say probably not. Because they check you if you they check your bags, and you can't take eskies in there, can you? So uh, no, you never could. Barry, could I just ask? This but is if, a, this is a really silly question. Why isn't yes? beer in plastic bottles? We have beer in plastic bottles. If that's the same, but it, it still, if you throw it, yeah, but it's going to going to hurt someone. But the Barry's saying that we can they're have in plastic cups cappers. now. Yeah, yeah. So what's the what's I, the point, Barry? Well, if you can take, if they sell cans of beer in there, why can't we take in cans of soft drink? We could take in um, soft. Yeah, we could take soft drink in before if it was in a plastic bottle. Yeah, I, so why can't we take well, it in if it's in a can? Yeah. I think maybe if if the question. if the cans of beer come in, you they might even bring back cans of Coke. Because I think a can of Coke's far better than the uh, certainly either post mix or or in the plastic. But uh, who knows? Could be lemonade or orange too, couldn't it? But you're right though. But you can use that as a missile. Of course you can. Anything with but, but it's the weight t- of the fluid, not the not the plastic or the can, is it? Yeah, but so's an umbrella. So's a, so's, yeah. a, so's something you've got in your pocket. Could be a pea shooter. Could be a pea shooter, yeah. It could be anything. Uh, we've got to take a break. Uh, Liam McBean. 
not oh, far yeah. away. You like him, don't you? Yeah, I do. Glenelg, big ruckman uh, slash forward. Glenelg got a good victory over Sturt. Adelaide Auto 4x4, 15% off the first purchase at Adelaide Auto 4x4. How's that? Get 15% off your first purchase until September 30. Sports Day for Kias, EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. A Sports Day SA for weeks. Discover exceptional customer service. Weeks homes discover different. Still got our Kia Top 7 and Glenelg's Liam McBean. I just wonder why he never played more um, AFL footies. Big enough. Yeah, and, no. It's a bit of a bit Toby Nan Curvis. Yeah. Um, yeah, quite a few callers coming through. Let's take some of them. Hello, Chris. Hi, David. Uh, Malcolm, I hope you can hear me. Yep, got you. Loud and clear. Look, um, David, I can't remember over the years in which camp you are. You know, regarding having uh, the Adelaide Crows and and the Port team in the... Yep, yep. And I'd like... and And Malcolm's thoughts on this. I just find it, in the modern age, the argument of having all the boys together in a team for 100 minutes versus, because I'm trying to preserve the old, Yep. when you have two boys go to Glenelg, two boys go to South, two boys, does it really undermine, they spend 50 hours at the club. Do you know what I'm trying to say, Malcolm? I just think, like, you know, I'm trying to think, if Rochelle, his dedicated club, I'm making this up, is Norwood. And he played five games for Norwood when he wasn't playing league. Is he going backwards? He's getting 50 hours from his coach and line coaches and his exercise metrics and his physiology. So you're saying how it used, like, used to be, Chris, where they all went back to their their clubs. Now they all they want them, don't they, bloody, all week now? To... Yeah, they do. Yeah, and... that's what I'm saying. I'd, I'd rather them... Sorry, Malcolm. I'd oh. rather... The guys, let's say that squad uh, of Paul and Power. Remember how they had dedicated SA and FL yep. teams? Yep. Just for the Saturday. So, in other words, there's no Adelaide Crows and there's no Port. But, you know, I suppose Malcolm and yourself, David, who've been in that environment, are you really missing out because you're going to go back and play for Woodville West Torrens and Rochelle might play on the wing? five games. Yeah. Yep. No, it, it's a good you know, point. That's how it used to be. Yeah, that's how it used to be. And I actually kind of liked it. And the reason why I kind of liked it was I don't know everything and not every coach knows everything. So sometimes the player back at the Sandfield, and I can tell you the Andrew McLeod story. Stephen Williams was coaching Port Adelaide and I went and saw him. Andrew was just, just wobbling along and he said, well, we got him as a halfback flanker. So that actually twigged to me and the following week I played him halfback flank and the rest is history just to get him back into the game. So... Yeah, I, I found it. I found it better. I don't reckon a kid can run any harder, chase any harder, kick it any further, or mark it any higher, no matter where he plays. It won't go back to that. It's more likely for them to join a reserves competition yeah. outside of it. Hello, Chris, and in fact, Colin. I'm just going to talk about the uh, cam business. Yep. Yeah. Hey, mate. I, I don't know. You, you, you ought to Google this sort of thing. Mate, at the Sydney Cricket Ground on the hill, people would throw four cans of beer willy-nilly, I'm telling you, and especially if the police were concerned or involved. You know what I mean? So, yep. hey, I tell you what, you don't want cans of beer at the football. 
But couldn't you throw a bottle of water too, though, Colin? Oh, who cares? It doesn't matter. Who's who's going to worry about that? Well, I mean, it still hurt. It still hurt. Off their head, they're not going to be drunk throwing bottles of water. You okay. Know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, no, I. Well, you don't know. You just don't know. You can pick up no. anything. Like we said, anything's a missile. Yeah, anything. It's the weight of it. It's yeah. not a can. I mean, a, a plastic bottle would weigh as much as a, a can of beer, a, a, a plastic bottle of Coke, wouldn't it? Oh, what? So, I, yeah, I, I don't quite. It, the, yeah. the, the, the logic, it is, isn't it? I mean, it's still a missile. You're quite right. I mean, I don't know. Well, hey, listen, I think what we've said is that the police have said they've actually seen it in action before. We haven't had them at the footy though for ages, have we? I don't. I don't think so. Not the no, right no. Um, Carl Amon elected Hawthorne too. Yeah, I saw that, and uh, yeah, well, that was. Gee, the whispers are good, aren't they? And then you got Isaac Rankin coming to the Crows as well. When they don't sign right yeah, up yeah. until round twenty-two, bloody, yeah. they're gone, aren't they? Um, look, he'll, he'll be he'll be a handy player for the Hawks. They they might elect to get rid of a Gunston and the, some of their their older guys and really go from. Low too, so who knows? Yeah, we've got uh, Liam McBean coming up, so we, we're just going to, the callers, we just have to put them in a hole because young Liam. But, hey, what about Rory? Rory McIlroy won his third FedEx Cup in the golf in America, so he doesn't need any of that live money, That's mate. one for the PGA, but, but he yeah. said, he said though, at the end of it, he's still a little bit hollow win, knowing that all the players are wanting to go, the players he's playing against wanting to go to this other comp, he, and he's just come off, won $26 million dollars. You know, not that he needs the money, but hasn't he been a good ambassador for the old school? And he's, so is Thomas and Spieth and, yeah, they've tried, and Woods. Yeah, they've tried to keep them all. But, hey, and in the end, if you if you if that's your job, David. You do what you do for your family and yourself. Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand, thanking Australia for making them exactly that 21 years in a row. Who's your fave? You've seen the seen for the sides. North Adelaide sitting back, feet up, smoking yeah. a cigar last week. Oh, they're... they're They've had a great year, and I do think that probably Adelaide and Glenelg, well, they're next best, aren't they? Adelaide, Glenelg, so you ring North might go out in straight sets? No. no Are I, you saying Adelaide no, North? North. Grand final? No, Adelaide North versus Glenelg. The three of them. Left in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, but who's going to be your top final two? No, I'll tell you next week. Gee, don't give much away, that's for sure. <laughs> for expert car service, book online at repcoservice.com. Great to have Blighty back. But coming up shortly, the Glenelg Ruckman, he's playing uh, more Ruck now than Ford. I'm talking about Liam McBean. Sports Day for Kias, EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. And Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Malcolm Blight and David Wildey for weeks. Weeks homes discovered different and Australia's most wanted, we're talking about their Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage Car of the Year. Well, bloody the Sandville final's gone underway in uh, Glenelg in the elimination final this year after being up certainly in the top two in recent years. But uh, it wasn't a bad game, a bit of a struggle early. It was, yeah. They, um, it was actually good, actually, f- just from a Sandville weekend to have some footy and you could sit down and watch both the games. It was good, actually. Yeah, and I thought one of the better players, too, on the ground was Glenelg uh, forward slash ruckman, if you like, Liam McBean, and he joins us now. Liam, thanks for your time and nice to get that one out of the way, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. It was, um, yeah, it's certainly a finals type game yesterday. It was a bit of a, um, a slog at points and a highly contested game. But um, yeah, really, really proud of the way we stuck at it, and and really nice to get the win. They say you've got the had the better forward line. When you go into a game playing against Sturt, you're expecting a really uh, tight contest, a lot of defence, uh, the way they play. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, we sort of, uh, I guess, we always have a plan going in for each individual team and um, their back line are quite good at, um, at dropping off and supporting each other in the air. So um, I suppose we had a bit of a clear focus offensively to try to draw them out a little bit. But um, like you touched on, I think when you come up against Sturt, you expect it to really be won or lost in the midfield. And um, sure enough, I feel like it really it was sort of yesterday. Yeah, now, Liam, uh, like a three-time Ken Farmer medal winner, so you've been a, a goal kicker. Uh, they're not easy to win those things, mate. You, you know, they, they don't give them away. Um, now you find yourself rucking. Have you enjoyed the change or the, the majority of the change? Yeah, I've actually really thrived. Um, I've played a bit more ruck coming into the back half of this season and um, we've had a, a few different ruckmen come through that position and I think at the recent times, uh, I've sort of gone in there late in games to sort of help us get a bit of ascendancy and um, it felt like this weekend coming into the game, it was a good opportunity to just to give me a run through there. And um, I played, you know, mostly key forward for the last eight to ten years of my career. So for me, it's a it's a nice change up to be up around the footy a little bit more, and it gives opportunity to guys like Lockie Hosey and Luke Reynolds and Riley Holder in our forward line to take a bit more control and, and probably get a few more looks at goal as well. So um, yeah, I feel like it's it's worked as a bit of a positive, and, and for me, I'm really enjoying it. Actually, I mean, Sturt had the wind early. I mean, it was a bit hard. Occasionally, uh, someone kicked against the wind and they seemed to kick at 45 or 50. It was, sounded like a fluky, but, gee, there was an important goal that you kicked just before quarter time. You were desperate for another goal at the time, weren't you? And it was a great kick from yourself. Outside 50, they reckon nearly 68,000 metres or something. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, when I um, when I put when I tried to drop the ball on my foot, I was worried about the wind sort of pushing it across and always missing it. But um, yeah, I was, I was very grateful that uh, Corey Lyons decided to to look for me running past him at that fifty meter mark. And um, for sure, I think Cooper Horson will keep the goal just before I did, and we sort of put two in a row on the board against the breeze, which I think coming into quarter time, when you're sort of going against that, certainly gives you a bit of momentum to take. Um, you know, I guess having the breeze the next quarter. So um, yeah, it was it was a fantastic result for us to sort of go into that, you know, I guess that quarter time break, knowing that we had a little bit of momentum. Yeah, I thought Cooper's goal was a beauty too. Hey, uh, Liam, looking back at Glenelg Premiership side, how many players have you got from that side? We look at all the teams and it's been unbelievable changes, list changes. I think Norwood had 18 over there, their summer. Um, how many do you reckon you'd have in the, the plate in that Premiership? Oh, I'm actually just trying to do a count in my head as you ask me that question, but I reckon there's probably, uh, I'd say there'd be probably six or seven of us yeah, that yeah. are remaining. And um, there'd be Andrew Bradley, myself, Maddie Snook, um, Max Proud, um, Luke Reynolds, uh, Darcy Bailey, I think as well. So um, yeah, we, we've got a few that are still remaining. So we've got a good core group and there's obviously um, a few other experienced players that have joined us over the coming years. But yeah, I mean, the, the sample certainly has had a big turnover and um, talent over the last two or three years, given the pandemic and obviously you know, changes to the salary cap have probably impacted that as well. But uh, we've been really fortunate. We've kept a really good core nucleus together and, and there's good leadership across all lines. I think Brad Close played in that one. Have you been surprised how well he's gone with Geelong? He's been an outstanding year, young fella. Yeah, I mean, look, I'll be completely honest. I think that his his work rate and, and the ability to sort of cover ground was, you know, I think that was always going to hold him in good stead to, to get to AFL level and get to contest. I think the ability for him to have spent probably a bit of time in the gym and getting his body stronger and then still being able to maintain that running power, I think has really enabled him to, to transition into the AFL really well. And yeah, he's having some sort of season this year. I think the, the small forward brigade at, um, at Geelong at the moment, you throw in Tyson Stengel, who yeah. he played against, who was playing for Woodville last year. They've got a really good mix at the moment. So um, yeah, they look like they're all playing in sync. So very proud of what Brad's been able to do and hopefully um, he goes really well in the final series. Liam, I, I, I probably knew this, but uh, Sturt had lost to you in the last 
seven games against the Bays. So did Brett Hand use that at all in the build-up of the game? No, not at all. I think what we really learned is that, um, particularly after last season, we went we went seventeen and one, rolling into the finals, and I think there was a huge amount of expectation that you know in season form carries into finals. But uh, what we certainly learned last year was the finals is certainly another season. It's a whole different ball game, and um, we didn't use that as sort of fuel and motivation really across the week at all. We knew that Sturt were coming in um, off a really good form game against North Adelaide, who obviously ended up on top of the ladder, and, and they had a win coming into the final series. So. Um, we knew that they would have, you know, would have to counteract some of the things that probably didn't work against us during the year. And um, I suppose it was yeah, more of an arm wrestle, I guess, early to work out what team was going to try to build what ascendancy early. Um, and then, yeah, we just tried to, I guess, nullify what we thought their key criteria area was and try to win the hardball and win the contested ball. Did you guys stay back and watch the second game? Adelaide were outstanding. I mean, they they absolutely smashed uh, Nord. One of your old uh, boys too, Brett Turner, played really well. Did you, have you seen the game yet or you look at it during the week? We we did watch, so we were watching it in the um, the rooms afterwards when we finished up the game, and then we actually ended up going back to the footy club to celebrate Andrew Bradley's 200th yeah, game and have a yeah. few quiet drinks there, and the footy was on. And, um, yeah, I'm obviously incredibly happy for Brett. Brett's one of my really close friends, and um, for him to, to play like he did yesterday, and obviously Crows had a really strong performance as well. So, um, yeah, they're going to be a, a tough outfit to beat, and, yeah, we'll obviously review that game in a bit more depth this week, obviously having Nord on the Sunday. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to that. Must be mixed feelings. I mean, he's one of your, your really good players. You said a good friend, and he goes across to the Crows, hasn't uh, played AFL yet, and yet he play, has to play for the Crows in the finals. It's a bit of a silly system, but that's the way it is. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the mid-season draft, for, from a player's perspective, we understand that it's an opportunity for, for guys to get drafted who are putting their hand up in the middle of the season and for guys to realise that childhood dream. And Brett obviously grew up in Adelaide going for the Crows, um, that came to fruition for him, which we're so excited about from a, an individual perspective. Like I couldn't have been happier and, and proud of him. I remember having a conversation with him at the end of last year where he just wanted to, to have any sort of recognition that he was that he was good enough to play at that level. So to be picked up, um, to come from relatively nowhere really to get picked up by the Crows is an amazing effort. And for us, it, it was obviously a really hard thing for, to, for us to move on from because he was one of our premier midfielders. But um, with that comes opportunity. We've been out of blood some really really good young kids who have come through that midfield group now that might not have got as much significant time if Brett was still playing. So um, I think there's pros and cons to every situation, but ultimately just want him to be able to succeed at the highest level and and us to be able to try to fill that void that he's left. Uh, Very well said, Liam. I I mean, yeah, it's it's tough. It is really tough on the Sandville clubs, but you can't decry a young fella. I really enjoyed what you said then. Hey, Matty Allen, gee, gee, sticky hands. He, He played a wonderful game. He's, he's one of our, um, I'd say he's probably our barometer of our side, really, Matty Allen. He's um, obviously a great size. He can run all day. He's got an amazing aerobic capacity. Um, and he's also, you know, for his size as well, he's able to play tall and he can play small because of that um, running ability that I said. And, and yesterday, getting up and around the ground and inside forward 50 and taking marks, it just adds a whole new dimension to our to our side. And obviously with me going into the ruck a little bit more, we, we sort of lack as much height down there so to have him floating through and um, he kicked a really really important goal late in that game um, which I think really helped to sort of steady the ship a little bit late um, so yeah for me he played an amazing game yesterday Now you look at Norwood um, you have Boyd and Sermon I'd imagine as as the rucks and when you go forward does does Hurd stand you Liam um, he, he played an outstanding game I haven't seen much of him but I thought he was outstanding for the Red Legs yesterday 
Yeah, from what I saw or heard was um, certainly first half as well. He was sort of repelling everything that Adelaide was throwing down there. But um, generally speaking, I'll usually get Cam Ball. Um, I, I did get Donnelly at the start of the year as well. It's a bit of a mix. Um, so I guess, you know, going into this week, if I'm still playing as a, as a first ruck, I'll, I'll mostly attend to uh, or try to attend to Harry Boyd and, and Luke Sermon as well. Those big boys in there. but. Yeah. Um, I'd imagine Herb would probably go to someone like Luke Reynolds who, who covers a fair bit of territory and is a good lead-up forward. Just the program for the week. Um, when do you, when do you, what nights do you train? When do you train? How often are you going to train? So, yeah, so we, we roll into it um, tomorrow night. We'll have a session. So we'll do a bit of a recovery session in terms of some you know light touch and um, jump in the ice bath, have a bit of a review meeting and look over the, the weekend's game and then um, have a plan in place for the next session, which will be Thursday. And we'll have our main session um, and then from there, it'll be a Saturday morning captain's run where we'll just sort of have a bit of a kick and a catch and get the legs moving and, and build into the Sunday game. Was, was there any injuries? I, I, I can't remember too many coming off. I was just trying to think late, David. Can you th- You don't know of any, Liam? No, we, we had yeah. no injuries on our yeah. side. I think we're pretty healthy, and um, it'll be an interesting week. We've got, obviously, one of our premier ball winners and, and players in Luke Partington who injured himself at Norwood a few weeks ago prior to the final series, and um, we're hoping that, provided he gets the all clear from the medical staff, that he may be one to put his hand up and play and come back into our side this week. So, um, in terms of our list, we're 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 pretty healthy at this stage, but we're hoping to get healthier. Just before you go, Liam uh, Cooper Horston, we mentioned he kicked mm. that first snap goal. They call, <laughs> nicknamed Baby Hodgie, and uh, he had a few of uh, Kim Hodgman's uh, tricks. Uh, has he really come on? Only sixteen games, but you've seen the massive improvement there. I think uh, I think there's a few of our players that have got a bit of a man crush on Cooper Horsen. He's a fantastic <laughs> ball user. He's um, he's one of the kids that's really he's come through the reserves program. He's worked really really hard, and I think for a guy that's you know pretty lightly built, um, he's incredibly tough over the football. And as you saw yesterday, he's got some really silky skills that we always knew he had. But I think his ability to improve that contested side of his game, and I dare say that since he came into the side this season um, as a senior footballer, he he hasn't really looked back. And I dare say Brett Ham wouldn't have taking his banged it off the board. So we've been really impressed with what he's done so far. And it was fantastic to see him and some of our other young players really stand up under some finals like pressure yesterday. Well, you've been impressive too, Liam. Good luck this week against the Redlegs. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Liam McBean, bloody plays forward. Uh, like you say, three Ken Farm medals, but does a lot of ruck work too and does it well. Quite yeah. mobile for big guys. Yeah, he? isn't he? Gets around the ground really nicely. Didn't like Toby and Ann Curvis yeah, sort of yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, they were the same, the same colours, but... Yeah, yeah. is it... it I, I, they don't glide. They actually get into the ground Move a bit. Around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. good player. Yeah, could been good. Yeah, I guess there, Liam McBean. Now, for tyre power, think safety this August. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local tyre power. They're still doing this, Malcolm. If you're running a small to medium business as a builder, a renovator or a tiler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you out. Just head to iCanWin.com.au and you can win a $25,000 advertising package. Incredible to promote and grow your business. Sports Day for Kia's EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year, and Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Sports Day SA, Malcolm Blight's back. Absolutely brilliant. Our Kia Top 7, Australia's most wanted, the Kia EV6 and the Kia Sportage, Cars of the Year. Do you know how magnificent cars, Blighty? Mm. Once you get in the car, I know you've had most of them, but uh, they keep on keeping on. Okay. Uh, you like this little segment. We missed you last week. Uh, number seven for M. Blight. Oh, oh gee, drum roll. Here we go. Number seven in the Kia top seven is the Strikers. My cricket team in the BBL, David, coming up 
They've got Khan and they've got Lynn. Two big names, aren't well they? Great. Rashid back and Chris Lynn. So that I'm really looking forward to the summer. Are they playing the whole lot though? Or are they both going before the end? Let's let's I just I'm just gonna enjoy whatever happens, David. Mine's the start of the AFLW. It's been a long while in coming. There was look, to be honest, there was mixed results. Some of the games were good, some weren't weren't that good at all, but they have to spread the talent a little bit thinner at the moment. It will get better, certainly better than it was a few years ago. So that has started. Yeah, it has, and the girls are enjoying it. So that's great. Nine number six in the AFL, uh, AFL the key top seven, is Glenelg. Won a final, Sanford final against Sturt. So that was a good win. They carry on, David. Well done. Uh, mine is the Wallabies uh, beat the Springboks. And uh, I think we need more of those big events here in Adelaide, uh, yeah. just under 40,000 people uh, rolled up. So, Pretty yeah, good. and well done to Check. Australia. They weren't the favourite, but they won well. Um, do, do we know, and I know that the AFL have done this, and I'm not saying this for any other reason, but it is important that the Australian Rugby Union probably gives away some tickets to kids or something like that. Agreed. Do we know, do we know how many they gave away? Uh, there would be a few freebies. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't mind that. I don't think that's bad. The average kid in South Australia wouldn't understand it. Correct. Yeah. So if they gave some to schools, yeah. you'd like that, wouldn't you? It didn't matter. Yeah, I'd take it. I'd yeah. go. So I don't know if they all paid. That's what I'm saying. And my number five is Adelaide had a win, a nice win against Norwood, and they move on in the Sandful finals. My number five is Adelaide had a win, the Crows reserves. They, <laughs> a terrific performance. Oh, I think, oh, number four. I wasn't here last week, but I got quite thrilled. When this young fellow was on the 20, in the twenty-two for the All Australian team, Connor Rosie, oh, his yeah. second half of the year particularly yeah. was outstanding. We'll pull on the Brownlee yeah, thing yeah. too. Um, my number four was two kids which we haven't seen a lot of, and I know you spoke about them at the top of the Did show. Yep. Luke Pedler, Zach yeah, Taylor, yeah. very impressive. They they looked a little bit above some of the other talent, didn't they? So obviously they have got talent. Yeah, well, Pedler's played a few games as we mentioned. The other kid has. He's got his strength back. back. Yeah, he's got power. I love the way he bolts out the thing. Now, my number three in the cot- <laughs> top seven, got a fair mention last week, but Isaac Rankin looks like he's on his way. Well, we spoke about it, and let's not get too bogged down with the money. The money's, what, what does it matter if he gets seven, six, seven or 800? And no one knows if it's 800 in here. No, of course Just not. get him here. Adelaide need talent. They got Dawson, yeah. they got Rochelle. They get him. It's a start. That's how you start a good side. It is indeed. And he might be able to move midfield down the track anyhow. So I say just bring it. And well done to the Crows for, for picking him up if they, in fact, do. My number three, Cameron Green, I reckon he could well oh. end up being uh, one of Australia's greatest all-rounders. Yeah. He can bat. He can bat. And we know he can bowl, bowl. Yeah, at bowl. 140. Yeah, he goes all right, doesn't he? So maybe, and you know uh, what he is also? Isn't he a great fielder? He's stuff in the gully and slips... Yeah. It's was a good to... AFL player too. Yeah. But I, I reckon he may be a, the best since um, Keith, Keith Miller. Miller. Oh, well, yeah. that's going back a long time. No, I never way, saw Keith play. You wouldn't have either, No, no, you? I didn't. No, I met him though. Hey, um, uh, my number two is the Australian Wallabies defeated South Africa. You already had that one. So it's a bit of an anti-climax. But I put it number two because I thought Australia winning anything is pretty good. This is Kia Top 7. My number two, AFL Finals, back this week. Boy, it was boring last week. Not Richard Douglas. He wasn't boring. If Richard's listening, you'll think it was him. Oh, you, but we'd had no footy. You can't say that. You just you, you weren't here and there's no footy. Yeah, but you, you've, you've stolen the thunder, my number one. AFL Finals are back. To be back in Melbourne after three years um, uh, with, with a couple of fantastic contests is amazing. Um, as I said before, I mean, they're forecasting nearly 80 now for Friday night, sell out Saturday. So it's, I'm not just excited. I think uh, Melbourneians are excited. 
Wow. Oh, that, David, you just, that, that shocked me. That's pre-production, and I didn't know that was going to happen. But you nearly stole my thunder for my Kia Top well, I've got a bigger one than that. No, hang on. I've got, this, I've got to do mine first. Okay. It's great. I'm back with David Wildey. But David Wildey was outstanding with Richard Douglas in my absence last week. Congratulations to you and to Richard Douglas. Well, there's not uh, congratulating each other or, you know, whatever, but can we get the drum roll? Oh, here we go. (laughs) My number one is Jack's back. Malcolm Jack. Oh, that is so funny. No, I, I did miss you. It's funny. I said, Doug, you did a great job. And yeah. he's gonna, I think he's going to come back and do some more work. But, good. That's uh, lovely. Great to have you back. And oh, uh, Kia Top 7, but, yeah, the final's just back. I think we just aren't, you know. Yeah, not, warming up. We're warming up. We warmed up yesterday. The, what beautiful day with that uh, bit oh, of sun yeah. out. What about today and that golf I mentioned earlier? Four and a half holes course, you yeah, got. Yeah, beauty. Lumo SA, powering local footy and fans in SA, switched to Lumo today. We spoke about the... The worthiness, or, or some people going about the worthiness, if the Crows win, is it a, you know, is it a hollow win or shallow win? No, it's not. They've never won anything, nor have Port so far. Nah. It's their turn. We've had a lot of other teams do it. So um, if Adelaide are good enough, and they're not over the line yet. Of course not. Good luck to them. Yeah. You're and quite and strong on it too. Oh, well, their history is they haven't won anything yet, so get over it. All right. Malcolm, it's Monday night. We'll see you Tuesday night, tomorrow between 6 and 7. Bye for now, David. Bye, Malcolm. Sports Day for Kia's EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year, and Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely, and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply, so visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91